0: What's everybody? Bleh. Words. I've had a long day. What's up, everybody? This is the Four Corners podcast uh, with myself, Rayvon Hackshaw. I have uh, next to me, Jacob Vandenbrink. What's up, buddy? Doing pretty well. Uh, I have a dog, as people have seen on the shows, on the, on the YouTubes and whatnot. I took him to the vet today. He just got back. He's happy and safe thankfully um and then i also have peter with me what's up my friend (laughs) not too much not too much okay yeah yeah basically it's nice to uh have a full complement of you know players going into a game um yeah so you think sometimes you Addition by subtraction, maybe. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes it feels that way. Um, and might as well start it off. Uh, one of the ways that that feels very true right now, not that Jamal is bad, but Michael Porter Jr., also very good. Um, you know, one of the... these crazy things to me about watching his growth, not only as a player, but kind of as a, as a as a person, as an adult, as a human being, is that I feel like he's dealt with a lot of really frustrating things throughout the course of his career so far in terms of not playing as long as he did, being drafted where he did, um, how much it's taken for him to work his way into a place where he can be trusted on the floor. And, you know, I'm really impressed so far with uh, not, I mean, we can talk about his play, uh, but also like his personal maturity. Okay. Those are nice (laughs) stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Who doesn't take, yeah,
0: who doesn't take bad shots? Could dig up some
1: Discord messages. Yeah.
0: You're good. Mm-hmm. i feel like he's so my concern when he was drafted wasn't much of his really on-court behavior at all in the sense that you know i've always felt like he can shoot you know you're six you're going to be able to rebound a little bit uh you you are you know i think he is the kind of talent that he's going to find comfort being able to score in isolation, even if it's not the most complicated set of moves. Uh, the biggest question for me was basically his health, you know, and that when we drafted him and one of the reasons that he fell was that he had those back surgeries and could we uh, both as fans and as could the team itself have the patience to not get cold feet? Cause you know, anytime you have a guy like that, It's really hard, and especially in today's NBA, where we want guys to be able to like, we want to we want to draft them, we want them to be the best like immediately. We want to be able to like throw them to the wolves for thirty six minutes a game on night one, have them be, I mean, basically LeBron James, and I, I think that is kind of one of those precedents that he set in the sense that he's one of those few stars who came into the league and basically from year one was one of the best players in the league. And that's rarely, rarely is that the case. The vast majority of people come in and they, they need a little bit of season, a little bit of time. And, and we want, we want quick results. You know, we don't want to wait two three years just for a guy to be able to play consistently. Um, but the fact that we've been able to, you know, have that patience is, is, I mean, not, it's a credit to him for having that mental maturity, like I said, but also to the organization, to the coaches, and thank God to us fans for not <laughs> burning down the house, you know, in that process. <sighs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can't believe you've done this. hmm
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely sure. I'm pretty certain of that, yeah. Um, Can he be an all star next year? I think the great thing, well, I think the great thing for him being an all star is that he plays a position that's very shallow. Where if you're talking about Jamal being an all star, it's like you've got to be an all star above like six or seven other guys who are very acceptable candidates for an all star berth just in the conference, where there aren't that many great, you know, small forwards. If he is playing small forward, you know, next year yeah but I do think you know he can certainly be that uh, I'm pretty confident that he will because basically it's needed as long again as he stays healthy uh and, and not to throw cold water on his experience so far but I do think a little part of it is uh, he can he's been great for this stretch of time uh but but I think you know come next season having to do it, come off this whole couple of years that we've had and then have a summer to hopefully work on his game. That's great. Now you have to do it from day one. So you've got to come and do it from training camp all the way through the end of the playoffs. You are going to be the second guy, which is I think a little bit different than, Oh, he's playing really well for the last, you know, three, four weeks of the season and the playoffs it's, a little bit smaller of a sample size but it doesn't mean it's not real it's just tbd on the longevity of it on of this kind of play mhm
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> yeah, and then drumming out the room. When he does get by them, if he does get by them, so yeah, it'll be fun, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, uh, and and it... yeah, uh. there's that Mhm Yeah, I'm not worried about them really at all. I do feel like they're, you know, we're always going to be making this Jeremy Grant to Aaron Gordon comparison. I think they're slightly different players. Uh, for one, I think basically their weight is a little bit different, you know, in their build. I think Grant was a little bit thinner and as a result, a little bit quicker, a little bit faster on the perimeter, uh, a little... Yeah, and a little bit more um, first step quickness, attracting the basket, and um, yeah, well, it's I don't know if it's related to their weight, but yeah, I would say Jeremy is a better shooter than Aaron if you look at how they shoot, (laughs) the form, the mechanics, all that stuff. It's you know I don't it goes in sometimes though it's fine he's he's doing fine and and we don't really need him to be. MPJ, because we already have MPJ. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I agree. A uh, mill sap? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. His gravity.
0: I do feel... Well, go ahead, Peter.
1: hmm
0: I think it's, it's an interesting question as to why he really hasn't been playing on the bench much at all. I have to think part of it is that they're already pretty successful, that Paul Millsap is already on the bench, that Michael Green is already there, and they seem like they're doing a bang-up job. But you know, going into next year, I could totally see Michael Malone looking at the success of this lineup, of this bench unit in the small ball way that they're playing and thinking, hey, maybe I can kind of recreate some of this. Uh, You know, Millsap's another year older. Jamichael may or may not be here. Maybe I can recreate some of that on this bench unit. And I think, you know, as he's uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks, I do think he's gotten a little bit more comfortable where he's finding the spots where he does feel like he can uh, go in and, you know, I think very specifically about a sort of post-up into a like eight foot away mid-range uh, jump shot that he, he seems like he's really comfortable with. And I think just having those places where he feels uh, basically good about grading, and I do think he's gotten better about that, will, you know, continue to happen.
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah, are we concerned? And he's with a unit that doesn't really need it as much. Um, But I will acknowledge, I'm a little, if there's any concern that I have, it is that uh, in in those situations where, you know, we were want four spacing and it came down to Faku versus Aaron Gordon that we went with Faku, you know, and I wonder if he you know deep in his heart how he
1: feels about that Mhm
0: yeah uh, yeah Uh, So, I have a question. I posed it maybe a month ago, and I'm curious as to how we feel right now. Going forward, thinking about what you project for the next season, would you rather have Will Barton or P.J. Dozier? Peter, do you have a feeling? Uh yeah. I mean, this is it's not like uh, you know, I hate whoever I'm not choosing, because we I'm sure we all love Will, we all love PJ. It's not like uh you're not my favorite child kind of thing. It's just uh one of them is my favorite child kind of thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Jake, how do you feel? Yeah, that's that's an interesting. yeah
0: is that his career or the season Interesting,
1: interesting. Mm-hmm. That is
0: one of the things I'm really interested to see is like, can he come back one truly healthy, you know, next season where you have a whole off season to work and TBD on him coming back this year. And maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I'm not sure. I think it'll be actually, yeah, that is an interesting thing. Do you think he comes back this season?
1: Not really. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Mhm. I think it's reverse. I like Jack a lot too.
0: But not a bad finisher. You know, inside, he can at least, if you give him free runs of the basket, at least he can score inside, which I think is a a little bit, kind of, yeah. Definitely. I, I have a feeling Faku is going to start long-term for this year. And mainly it's, yeah, I had to, I had to correct that real quick. Well, the main thing is that I don't want to see him with that bench unit. (laughs) You know, I really like having, if you're going to play two forwards and three guards at least make those three guards six three or above you know i think once you get to that point uh you lose that's a lot of size to lose and i feel like at least between those three guards sometimes some of them can score in some way and with the starters i feel like Faco is the most optimized with nicole jokic where he can do all the things he needs to do to get along offensively with all those guys, and maybe maybe now that he's feeling more confident with a shot and sometimes finishing inside and uh, these things, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe Monte can come back and he can go back to that bench unit and then it won't be so clunky, but I would have to see that before I'm willing to say I want to <laughs> see that again permanently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. that's fair And you could, like, keep Porter with him without Jokic, right? And it also, it might be different with Jamal being out long-term. They might really feel like, oh... Monte, you're you're really our long-term answer at point guard, rather than Faku, who felt like it was more of like a okay, you're here for now. Uh, so so maybe you're right, and that they will stick with Monte. holistically
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's a he's a Malone guy he, he just feels like he just has that vibe for Malone is just like he's that uh he's the toy craig of guards where he feels like Who do I? I need. I need somebody. I need come. uh, Faku, go, go, get him, Stick him, and that's just where he feels comfortable. Um, I love Toy Craig. Toy Craig. We could use a Toy Craig on this roster. Yeah, I. You know, I like. I wish we had kept him. Frankly, I think we would have a few we would probably have not lost to the Kings or something. I don't know. That's crazy. I, those Kings. I don't root Freddy then. <laughs> I think they're they're kind of a team that they can kind of beat anyone. Though they're not going to win a lot of games, but anyone could lose to them on any given night, given how many, you know, great scoring guards that they have. So...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard. You it's hard to uh win a series when you had a guy who went 0 for 5 from three two or three nights out of the seven. So yeah, that that's fair. Uh it'll be interesting to see, you know, Faku's shooting pretty well right now. Is that gonna be is that long term? Is he a shooter now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's a hot take. That's fair. Mm Mm-hmm. Darkage, but that was so long ago. Yeah. So if if Steve Kerr was fired tomorrow. No. <laughs> that's a hot take. Yeah, okay. Well, that that's fair. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, Spurs still might make the playoffs, and I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I still I feel like he's 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 the goat. You know, it's it's tough because he's not the team isn't in a place where. He can go out with like a really satisfying, oh, they won a championship and now he retired. And that was a great send-off and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And um uh, and, and he, you know, he's he seems like he's really grooming some great coaching. I don't want to say that everyone in the pop tree is good, but you know, between like Hammond and uh Tim Duncan, I feel like they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. We're talking Malone now. Mm. I I think he. Yeah, he always finds the right answer. Um. My biggest critique of him, I just wish it didn't take so long. You know. <laughs> yeah, and he's. mm-hmm definitely he's he's got some he's got some leeway um I, I think it's just small changes. I wish he was a little bit more, I'm not saying you have to bench certain guys, you know, but but I think, for example, with this, kind of, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, I would not be upset if there was like um I don't want to say, you know, make Mike D'Antoni the head coach because that would be dumb. I think Malone's definitely better than D'Antoni as a coach. Uh I think we have an elite offense. It's 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 I guess it's an embarrassment of riches, but I feel like we have an elite offense and if there was as much emphasis on certain detail-oriented aspects of offense in the same way that Malone focuses on them defensively. I think they would be elite-er, more elite, Uh, and and it's... I think it's kind of like uh, a two-man game in and of itself between him and Jokic, where... I think as Nicola, you know, ages and becomes more comfortable uh, in in a lot of the same ways that LeBron over time kind of, you gained an idea of what a LeBron offense looks like and it creates certain roles that players are going to fit into. Um, I think we're still in the process of ironing out what that looks like for Nicola. So with uh, Malone, I think a lot about how he's integrated Aaron Gordon as quickly as he has compared to how he integrated Jeremy Grant, you know, where I think even with the next forward, he tries to pair, uh, with Nicola and Jamal and, uh, hopefully Porter's still there, uh, with that group. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he was leaving. I don't want to say he checked out, but he knew like, okay, I'm, I get to choose my location for the first time, not staying here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play faku over <laughs> yeah eh. I don't know if I think he's a plus defender in the playoff. Well, I think he can, in short, compared to where he was to so where he's not a bad defender. I think he's definitely, um he's solid. And I trust him to be solid. He's not going to make too many mistakes. He's active in, he's a lot more active in passing lanes. But I so I wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to throw out Jamal Murray and then throw out Will Barton and then expect them to be, you know, because I think we we all want to defend them both in terms of their defense and say that, you know, they are, the effort is there, the execution is there. Uh, but at the same time, I think for both of them, the physical limitations lead to them not necessarily being, uh, they're not lockdown guys necessarily. Yeah. Um, I I have more in Jamal. Yeah, more in Jamal. I think, yeah, I agree with that. Jamal's a lot more consistent than Will. Yeah. Yeah, especially for his size, you know. Uh, the thing I always think about with Will is that like he's smaller than me. I mean, he's taller, but he's he weighs less than I do. And to be playing, you know, Jamal's playing point guard. He's guarding point guards. He's not guarding the Rodney Hoods of the world most of the time. He's guarding the Trey Youngs and the Stephen Currys. To, if you, I imagine, you know, if we put Jamal at small forward, it would also not always be great you know you would also give up some you know box outs occasionally you might also take a screen harder than he you wish he would um, but I am proud of him in the, in the sense that he, he is he's grown a lot as a defender I'll give him that yeah yeah he's he's not like tier one for me Malone but definitely like right at the top of tier two If that makes sense. And if, as he makes more playoff runs, I think he will get to that tier one status. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. This has been fun. Every game is fun. Not, well, you you gotta take the lows to be able to appreciate the highs and the fun moments, because at least for me, you know, I don't find it very satisfying to be the team that everyone loves to be the team that has all of the odds favoring them that has the stacked roster and, you know, the sort of weight of the world behind them in, in terms of, you know, really willing them to a championship. But, um, And so as a result, I I think, yeah, I I cried when Jamal went down at the same time. I'm going to be really happy where the Nuggets won a championship. Um, So I I know some some Nuggets fans are like, oh, that will never happen. But I I think we're going to get one. I think at least one. Yeah. So this has been fun. Yeah. I will see you all soon. You have a great day. Go Nuggets. All right, I'm done. We can go.